You have arrived at your destination. Do we have any news? I'm just having any news. Oh. Start talking. I'll see if I've got the news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You can tell we're super well prepared. It's not like, you know, we're home, no. uh, you know, t- 20 to 24 hours a day. Right. It's not like we have time to prep for this sort of thing, these, uh, these podcasts that we do. No, too uh, much research will ruin this podcast. That's true. I agree. I think too much would make this thing seem completely disingenuous, quite honestly. And uh, that that means it's time for the Video Destruct podcast, Oz. And, Damn right. Uh, and we're talking Final Fantasy Seven, yes, uh, the original, the first. Don't, the, don't reset your dial. Don't reset your dial. Yes, we've, re- we've we've talked we, about this before, but we have. Uh, I think I think it's due to talk about again because the uh, the remake just came out uh, last week. Yes, in fact, I believe the reason we talked about it last time was because you said that remake will never come out. So yeah, I've been eating my hat here a little bit lately. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. You weren't you weren't wrong. It just, it just it barely made it out before the world ended. So you know, oh, it only close. took fucking <laughs> forever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I. When did they announce it? Twenty thirteen. Is that when they? Well, I mean, they, they've been they've been middling about it since like twenty ten. To be fair, but like actually, the rumors have been going around about that since. Uh, yeah. The first unveiling of the PS3 in 2005. Yeah. Because you remember one of the first videos that they showed of all those fake ass videos that they showed at that E3. That's including right. Kill Zone and all that other mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Uh, one of the videos that they showed uh, was the original Final Fantasy VII intro cinematic remade yes. in quote unquote real time on the PS3. Yes. Yes, and that blew up everybody's speculation. Are they making a new a new Final Fantasy VII? Oh my god! And it was like it was just a test, guys. Just a test thing. That's all we were doing. And then, and then it's sort of like kind of like whisper. But we're, we're working on it being a thing. So, yeah. So yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, god, it was. The PS Five was. The PS Three was two thousand and five. Uh, it was 2006. They well, yeah, they unveiled in 2005 uh, because Microsoft was unveiling and launching that year. So basically, like with the Dreamcast, they thought that they could thwart Microsoft's interloper, you know, uh, jump in the generation uh, effort by showing a bunch of really pretty videos. Yeah, and it worked sort of until Sony said the price the next year, and everybody who had held off getting a 360 in the <laughs> U.S. anyway. Uh, right, worldwide sales for the 360 and PS3 ended up being basically dead even. Right, uh, it's because the Xbox doesn't sell in the rest of the world. Yes, uh, that's but right. Microsoft fucking killed Sony in the U.S. Yeah, uh, that generation, and it was enough to even out the worldwide sales for uh, right. for that generation. But yeah, two thousand five was when you know we were all babies, uh, mm-hmm. 
children. So Absolute so children. I was at that show. So, yeah, I was an infant at that show. I had, my parents had to come to change me. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the uh, so that E3, that was when Ken Kutaragi showed off uh, the silver PS3 that would never come out. Mm. Uh, that was where they first showed you that it looked like a George Foreman grill. Uh, that's <laughs> also where they had that hideous Batarang controller. And, oh, yeah. And by mm-hmm. the next E3, that's where they swapped it out for the six axis, which had no rumble in it, which because they told you rumble is a last generation feature, yeah. uh, which <laughs> which God, man, you want to talk hu- hubris sometime we should sit down and we should talk hubris. Yeah, because just man, hubris from gaming companies and <laughs> just walking into a generation only to get fucking dropped. Because of you're just your own complete fucking up your own acidness. Because no one had ever destroyed the competition back to back. You know, the Super NES did really well. It did really well in the late sprint. But, Mm -hmm. you know, like worldwide sales with it and Sega for the Genesis were pretty close. Right. You know, kind of the same way that. Uh, the PS3 and the 360 were, you know, like right. Sega did really well in the US and the rest of the world, the Mega Drive, you know, the Sega Genesis's name over there, it didn't do quite as well. The Super Nintendo was way more dominant in a lot of uh, the rest of the territories. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, so they they did the unthinkable. They had the PS1, which destroyed everything that moved. Right. And the PS2, which annihilated everything else. The PS2 yeah. sold so many units it outsold Nintendo and Microsoft combined yeah. by over three times yeah. the amount of sales. Did, didn't yeah. just beat them. So if you <laughs> added Microsoft and Sony, uh, uh, Microsoft and Nintendo's numbers together for the GameCube and the original Xbox, mm-hmm. and you multiplied it by three, yeah, Sony still sold more than them. Yeah, yeah. The PS2 That's was insane. insane. Yeah, the PS2 was insane. It also uh, lived for like 11 or 12 years. So yeah. it's almost unfair to do the math at a certain yeah. point because it, after 2004, Microsoft wasn't making the original <laughs> Xbox anymore, you know? Right. It's true. It's true. Yeah. No, yeah. The, the PS2 was is is easily one of the most successful uh Gaming consoles of all time. I would actually um, say one, uh, one of the most successful consumer electronics ever. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't yeah, totally think agree. we'll ever see but, that kind of unified phenomenon ever again. Yeah. The other thing about it is that it was, um, uh, you know, it, it even propped up Blu-ray, you know, because <laughs> like Blu-ray and, Blu-ray and HD DVD was, they were like battling for like supremacy. And I think HD DVD was like sliding it out a little bit uh, the, in well, their first was. iterations. And then, because I had the HD DVD add-on for the Xbox 360, right? Just because I wanted to to try both, I preferred HD DVD for two reasons. Yeah. They offered double-sided discs, uh-huh. where one side would be the regular DVD and one side would be the blue uh, the HD DVD. Which right. I thought was super fucking cool. So if you bought an HD DVD and you went to your friend's house, you could just flip the fucking thing over and watch the regular version, right? Uh, and they were cheaper. And yeah. the reason that they were cheaper was that they could be made in regular DVD factories. Right. They didn't have to have all this separate processing because when Blu-rays came out, they were 50 fucking dollars. Yeah, it's true. They that was were, a lot they were of expensive. goddamn money. It, <laughs> like HD DVDs were 25, 30 bucks. You know, it was a yeah. little bit of a premium over regular DVDs, but eh, not bad. Yeah. So, yeah. it. But, yeah, the, the PS3 tried to do the same thing that it did with the PS2. Like, I knew a lot mm. of people 
who bought a PS2 when there wasn't even a game out that they wanted to play on it yet because, oh, cool, I'll have a DVD player in the meantime. Right. And bought no yeah. games until Metal Gear or Grand Theft Auto or whatever, <laughs> Final Fantasy came out the following Christmas. Yeah. So these people sat on this unit for a year that was just right. a DVD player to them because it was cheaper than most DVD players. Right. Unless you bought a really shitty one. And right. trust me, yeah. I had a really shitty DVD player before the PS2 came out. <laughs> and somehow the PS2 was still a shittier DVD player. But, you know, it, it still worked, though. I mean, it gets you in the game. It also yeah. supported 5.1 because it output optical toss link cable and all that kind of stuff. The PS2 was kind of a technical marvel uh, for the time, but I guess that's that's for another time. Uh, we could talk about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, how did we get here? Uh, we were talking about uh, the... the uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, oh, yeah, demo. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> All the way back. <laughs> like, yeah, that was the back in 2005. Yeah, yes. yeah, we, yeah. We tend to do this, especially with these more unstructured episodes. But I yes. mean, that's the world we live in. Yeah, uh, you know. But who, who needs structure? Nobody needs it. Fuck structure. Nonsense, uh, <laughs> what I say. But yeah, the uh, uh, so the, the rumors have been swirling for years. And uh, in 20... I think it was the Christmas of 2014, so damn near 2015. Yeah. Uh, at the Game Awards? Or maybe it right. was Tokyo Game Show of that year in October. It was somewhere around there. So about six years ago, almost, mm-hmm. is when they finally actually announced this thing. Right. And here we are today. And it turned out pretty good? Yeah. I I played an hour of it. Pe- uh, people people been uh, talking up pretty well about it. You know, it's... Uh, it seems to be a different type of experience. Um, very you know, much. And uh, yeah, very, very pretty. It's very pretty. I will say that right now. Uh, it's beautiful to look at. Um, you know, a gameplay is apparently a lot of fun. And I've heard that the story surrounding it is pretty engaging, especially if you really enjoyed Final Fantasy VII because they start to explore things that you didn't really explore in the last one. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. It just like... Toss away, we just needed a guy to raid this Mako, Mako, not Mako, apparently, yeah. Yeah. Uh, reactor. Oh, and it's Aerith, not Eris. Yep. They yep. finally they have, fixed that. They, they have, it is now Aerith. Yep. It is. It. I, I remember Making, the first time I heard that. I think it was in like Kingdom Hearts where <laughs> yeah. someone said Aerith and I was like, Oh, we're doing that now. Because I remember <laughs> half the guides that came out like that. Because yeah. in those days, there would be like three or four different, like unlicensed, totally unlicensed, you know, Final Fantasy VII guide that was based off the Japanese version. Right. Uh, they would call her Aerith. And you're like, I think that's who that is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, this is another now, one of those Final Fantasy three, which is actually Final Fantasy six kind yes. of things around mm-hmm. that franchise. So, yep. Yeah, uh, the translation errors as they are. Now everybody sounds like they have a lisp uh, when they say her name. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Aerith. It's Aerith. Uh, hey, Aerith. No. Uh, all right. Cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the uh, the the tech is good. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the their use of a lot of the environments that you go in aren't terribly big that I've experienced so far. Anyway. Right. They're not terribly big, but they do the uh, the halo thing really well 
of building skyboxes and surroundings in an environment that make make it thing make you feel like shit's going on everywhere that everything's alive, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's kind of static. Um, yeah, it's nice to see it. I, I hope that this trend continues for them in the future of uh, Square Enix just using like outsourced technologies to make their games because that white engine that they made Final Fantasy 13 and, you know, a lot of their other stuff with here uh, over the course of the last few years, it takes them forever to finish a fucking game with it. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's just, it's ridiculous how long it takes <laughs> them to finish a game. Yeah, and, it's true. You know, like how Final Fantasy 15, if you go 15. all the way back to when that was Final Fantasy versus 13, yeah, you know, that, that game's a decade old. Yeah, more. And, and when it came out, it was completely different from the trailers that they had, you know, shown prior to that. And the it's so playing. different; it's not even the it's, same number in the franchise. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it had been it's, so long. They said, "Well, I don't think anybody gives a fuck about Final Fantasy thirteen anymore. anymore. We'll just name you 15. Yeah. What was fourteen? That was the second online one. Yes, yeah, right? it, it yeah, wildly successful. I'll have you know. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't care about that one. I know it, it came out and it was awful, and then they relaunched it and it was really good. Apparently, so I just never jumped on board uh, with those. So. I played a little bit of Realm Reborn uh, back when they were launching it on PS4. Uh, they had like an extended beta. Uh, sure. where you could play it for like a month, month and a half, and your character would come over and stuff like that. I played a little bit during that. Uh, right. A, I don't like MMOs with controllers. Uh, right. You yeah. know, I just, that's a bad way to do that. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, at this point, I mean, like most games, I feel like a controller is a bad way to do just about anything. Yeah. Uh, well, you're you're in that PC culture land, man. That's the, you know. Well, it's just, it, <laughs> Here's the thing. I've got a million keys at my disposal and I can remap them however the fuck I want. <laughs> and I like that. It's like, you know, or I can, if I want to have something that's a combination of uh, ability one, ability three, and ability four, and I want to cast them all at the same time, I can make a macro where I push one button and it does it all for me. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Call me a snob, but I think that's just fucking convenient. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Uh, I haven't gone back and listened to any old episodes in a while. Uh, I think it'd be interesting for me to go back and listen to when I only played console games where I'm like, oh, the Xbox version looks fine. No, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't. I mean, it does, but whatever. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I I have been spoiled. Uh, Yes, clearly. Well, everybody's Um, about to be spoiled because, uh, you know, we've tiptoed around this a little bit, but... uh, You know, a few weeks back, they unveiled all the final specs for the PS5, and we mm-hmm. know everything about uh, what's in the Xbox Series X yeah. uh, that are, <laughs> I guess, they're supposed to come out this year. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, uh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Microsoft can't not launch this year. Right. For one reason. Yeah. They got a Halo. Yes. Uh, now they have said that, like, oh, you'll still be able to play it on the old Xbox. You just buy it once and play it everywhere. Right. But, like, <laughs> you, no. you, you don't want to launch, like, a, a base Xbox One version of your next Halo game. You want as many people as humanly possible to have the what might be the only time that they play through the game being on your new hardware. So, yes, Microsoft can't blink. 
They don't no. have a choice. Even if it's what I call, you know, I'm not the only person that calls it this in technology. They kind of call it a paper launch. If you're mm-hmm. familiar with that term, it means you basically don't have any stock, but it's available. Yeah. if You can find one and right. then we'll fill the channel up as time goes on. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Nintendo's really bad about doing that. Um, yeah. You know, if they tell you a day, they ain't pushing it. Even no. if it means that there there might be five Labos available on day one, but it's technically but, for sale. Yeah. Someone bought one. <laughs> <laughs> Those Labos are up, damn it. <laughs> oh, speaking of Labo, if you know anybody that's interested or has displayed any interest in those things, mm-hmm. uh, they've been blowing those out for like 20 bucks. Oh, yeah? Nice. Uh, I bought the VR one because mm-hmm. we've reached that point of isolation where... I've kind of started spending money. Yeah. Because I, I'm I've, bored. I've been doing that. I, uh, you know, I, I replaced my counters. Well, re- resurfaced my counters and uh, replaced my sink and um, garbage disposal. So that was, that was productive. So I've, I've been. Yeah, I move into a new house in a week. So that'll yeah. be weird. Yeah. And uh, be so yeah. You, it, it might be two to three weeks uh, before we're back with the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I think what we're going to try to do is maybe record a couple, have a couple in the can. Yep, uh, so hopefully the for the listenership, uh, you won't experience, you know, any any gaps in time here. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you do, just know it's because of moving. Uh, I'm I don't have the coronavirus and follow me on Twitter. Yes. yes. <laughs> 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 Follow me on Twitter where you cannot get the coronavirus. <laughs> no. <laughs> you cannot um, contract the coronavirus from an egg on Twitter. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of – I think Sony might step off. Yeah. I'm genuinely starting to think that Sony might step off just because – Step off how? What do you mean? Uh, back into first quarter next year. Oh, for yeah. Their launch. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo launched in March and it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, some would say better than yeah. fine. Well, Nintendo just beats to its own drum. That's just what they do. They don't care. Yeah, uh, they... Nintendo <laughs> is the hardware maker equivalent of Rockstar. Yeah, Rockstar yeah. could just tell the world on a Monday, "Hey, we're we're dropping a video game tomorrow, and it'll sell a billion dollars worth of copies." Yeah, because they're Rockstar. Yeah. They're and Rockstar. You know, I can count on less than one hand the amount of times that they've disappointed me. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, even those disappointments, I still don't feel like weren't worth a purchase price. It was just, eh, I didn't love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> whereas a lot of video games, it's uh, it, there's a little bit more of a, a granularity with my opinions on their, uh, the final products. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you do you think both these things hit this year? Hmm. Probably not. I I think that it, it's it, it's hard. I think twenty twenty one is when like consumer things are going to start hitting again in a, in a large way, and I think they're gonna they're probably gonna push back. Um, you know, because of all the everything's getting pushed back, cancellations, et cetera, et cetera. However, uh, Hollywood's been pushed back to a to a fine degree. You know, so that might be the gaming industry is like, oh, 
we can still sell games because people just stay at home and play games. So that's that might- actually what I thought about the other day is, that, you know, like we're, we're, the country is getting ready to restart. And I, I don't care what anybody's opinion on that horse shit is, you know, like uh, right. whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, so they're like, oh, and, you know, so around May 1st is when, you know, these kinds of shops are going to open. We're all going to keep social distancing ourselves. And then mm-hmm. by the end of May, movie theaters are going to open. I'm, and I just kind of looked around for a second and said, Everything got canceled. What what yeah, are they right. going to show? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they pushed back everything to 2021, basically. So this might be the opportunity for, for the gaming industry to just swoop in. And not that they've been competing that badly against movies anyway. They've been kicking movies ass for literally, you know, over a decade because, you know. In, in, gross, in gross dollars, but yeah. still not in the amount of eyeballs that experience it. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, probably because it's it's they they have a they have a, a variety a a, a, a large ten dollar ticket versus a sixty dollar game is a yes yes and and they they have a they have dedicated fandoms that that reach into and and get those sorts of things whereas movies are pretty much all encompassing of 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 an audience yeah yeah dollar Very for true. dollar the only thing that boxes with video games is Star Wars and Marvel yeah. And and Fast and the Furious, that's always over over a billion dollars. Right. Yeah. That's always, that's because China loves them, man. They love them. Uh, They do incredibly well here. I think it always makes like 200 and something million here. And they're like, they they do just fine here, but they love cars (laughs) and Vin Diesel. Yeah. (laughs) Two things they love cars and beer. Three things that Rednecks. <laughs> three things, three things, and the uh, rock, four things that. No, <laughs> how did blood Paul sh- Walker? We miss you. How did Bloodshot do? That came out. It's the only uh, thing that came out. <laughs> it came out the week of the lockdown. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it. Uh, I'm sure that sure movie it, did wonderfully. I'm sure it did great. Oh man! <laughs> uh, do you ever look at the uh, box office numbers? No, I'm just, it's zero, right? I'm yes. Just, yeah, it's and like what's fucking for the great first time is that ever. you see like, oh, you know, January, it's like, uh, you know, gross, you know, dollars in the US. Oh, it was a hundred right. million dollar weekend, hundred and twenty million dollar weekend, ninety yeah. million dollar weekend. Yeah. <laughs> zero. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Just it's a punch so in the gut. Just a punch in the gut. They're just like, oh, oh. So man. the uh the the next Marvel movie is Black Widow, right? Yes, it got pushed back to November, I think. Yeah, because yeah. I, I didn't they, think that that one got pushed out yeah. of the year. It didn't. They 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 pushed all the Marvel movies back by one movie. So they always have like the two movies a year thing. So the thing that was coming out in November got pushed back to next year, but Black Widow's taking its spot. So when's yeah, the next just... Gang 'Em Up Fun Town Party Boys movie? Um, that what's that? When they all the, was it Avengers, yeah, Aven- that? Avengers, yes. Uh, there is no Avengers movie slated for a while because they're they're introducing the new slate of characters now. That's the whole shtick that they're doing now. I'm so. thinking, you know, and call me crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick yeah. with it for a while, but I'm thinking this is where they're gonna lose me. I mean, didn't they lose you already? <laughs> no, I liked the second Infinity War. I didn't like the oh, first one. You didn't like the first one. Oh, that's interesting. I like the first one better than the second. The second I thought was a bit. The first one is so yeah. fucking stupid. 
I love the first one. <laughs> well, nothing, really worth... nothing happens. That's nothing. bullshit. It's it's great. It's it's awesome. You you have this whole build up to Thanos, and Thanos is this really you know like, like guy really who big kills threat. one dude in the entire movie and pushes a lady off a cliff. That's he what he murders. Does. He murders half the universe by the end of it. What are you talking about? It's not like he drags them all out in the street and fucking guts them. Well, no, but he wins. He gets the stones. Why am am I supposed to believe he's a fucking threat? (laughs) Because he beats the Avengers. (laughs) He He beats the guys. He went. That was it. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. He beat him. (laughs) He He, won. He He got what he wanted. He's a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, he is a piece of shit. I'll agree with that. Uh, <laughs> oh, the bad movie. I like the second one though. The second one's I, really good. It was. It was all right. I enjoyed it. It hit it was, me a little a good, bit in the feels at the end. It. 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 It was a good send off movie. I, I enjoyed it for the send off that it was. And it was. I it couldn't was nice. fight the feeling. You know, sitting there though, that like, oh, this is. Yeah. This is probably it for me, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I it's it's hard for me to like like even when it was coming out in February or May or whenever I was it was I was kind of like trying to summon up the interest to go see Black Widow, which sucks because I love Black Widow. Like she deserved her own movie seven years ago, seven years ago. She deserved it. Absolutely. And like Natasha Romanoff, like I have a statue of her. I have her uh, her J or J.G. Jones. uh, um miniseries like I, I i love that character um you know she was a big side character in daredevil which was a you know big uh i was a big fan of those comics too and then just the fact that she just gets sidelined until she gets killed off and then <laughs> it's just like oh okay i don't I know it was, love, it was bizarre to me it, well i don't love it i hate i guess it's like, that's the it? complete opposite of what you meant well like it, it just how that character, every single movie she's in, can garner so much fucking screen time and dominate so many of the scenes that she's in and outact so many of the, you know, high dollar actors that are on screen with her. And they're like, well, I don't really know if she kind of pulls the yeah. weight that you need to carry your own film. I'm like, fucking yeah. what? What? <laughs> she has the most interesting backstory out of all of them. And I don't know anything about it yet. I haven't bothered going into it at all. <laughs> Right, it's like it's like they 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 push it with like just a, just the right amount of like oh hey she's got blood on her ledger man it's like oh okay what's that about can we get into that now like maybe no no we need Robert Downey Jr. to have time to be charmingly garrulous for the next twenty minutes <laughs> well I'm not gonna complain about that he is charmingly garrulous let's be let's be honest oh I, I trust me I, I'm I'm with you. <laughs> I, I like me some Iron Man, but yeah, the idea that they never thought, well, maybe she deserves at least a, a 90 minute vehicle for herself. Right. Yeah. Hell, I'd take something for her that was direct to some kind of network or something. Yeah, you know, just, I agree. If you don't think that there's the earning power there, put something out there and just see what happens. If, if it yeah. sets on fire, make another one. Agreed. But they never Agreed. even took that shot. It was ridiculous. Yeah. You know, now with them having like their networks and all this kind of stuff and their digital platforms. Right. I think you'll see them take more of these these shots. Uh, but uh, for some of these actors that were in the first phase of that universe, maybe too little too late. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Some people want to move on. I know that. So just crazy. Well, so. I mean, think about it. If you're Robert Downey Jr., that first Iron Man was what? Oh, three. Yeah. Oh, five. He's been doing it for a while. It's yeah, 06. I'm... Uh 2006, but yeah, or 2008, sorry. Uh yeah. Was it that recent for the yeah, first Iron Man? 
Yeah, 2008. I mean, it's not that recent, but you know, like. yeah, I, I thought it was longer than that. I thought it was. I thought it was more contemporary with that fucking awful Hulk movie. That, <laughs> oh, that, the, that gave yeah. us the Hulk hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the one the, gift just, that that film had to give us yeah, as a just people. Hulk. Just Hulk. Yeah, that was 2000. And I don't even remember three. Yeah, that was 2003. Yeah, that was 03. Now, that was around the time of Spider-Man and them. So. From, from Ang Lee, the, the man who brought you uh, gay cowboys. Eating pudding. <laughs> gay cowboys eating pudding. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, so um, what have you been playing, Haas? You been playing stuff? Um, uh, yeah, I've been uh, uh, spending time between uh, mm. the two locations of my life right now. Yeah. Uh, not mm. emotionally, but physically. Uh, and in Richmond, uh, I don't have, uh, any game systems there, uh, other than a switch. Um, so I've been playing quite a bit of, uh, I started playing breath of the wild again, Mm -hmm. uh, for the first time since, uh, uh, 2017. Uh, I played it back to back when it came out, if you remember, uh, and by like midsummer, I was kind of done with it, which meant that I never did any of the DLC stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I'm starting a playthrough right now where I'm going to do all the DLC and everything. So. Nice. Doing the champions and stuff like that, or guardians, or whatever they're called. Yeah, and the, uh, uh, I guess there's a quest to get that motorcycle thing, and you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. there's a bunch of stuff in there. And I'm, I'm not going to get all the Korok seeds, but I'm going to do just enough of the Korok seeds to get, you know, fully expanded inventory and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, this will right. be a fairly thorough uh, playthrough, but not like 100% by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I mainly sure. just uh, needed something that was going to chew up time, and that game does a really, really good job of just chewing through your personal life. It does do that. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, 45 try. minutes with nothing to do, Fat Man. Why don't you do a couple of trials? <laughs> <laughs> do a few trials. Break a few sticks on some gu- on some moblins' heads and see what's in Man, I, so I'm playing it this time in handhold uh, handheld only mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the puzzles where you have to move the platform with the ball in it fucking suck. Yeah, I, I, it's hard for me to play that game handheld only. I, I, I have a real problem. Everything with it. else uh, other than those trials is yeah. totally fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah anything handling wise, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I like get playing that game as, as a handheld because I think it looks really, really good on that uh, on the pretty nice screen that a Switch has. Yes. Yes. I get a headache for some reason. There's hmm. something about the, the, the scale of that world on a tiny screen that like gives me like, I don't know, just like it, it irritates me. I don't know what it is. So it's bizarre. Uh, to be fair, I do primarily play it uh, in bed. So it's like like almost pervertedly close to my face. Sure. Uh, like I don't like playing that game sitting on a couch. Right. Uh, yeah. Where it's going to sit in my lap because yeah. I feel like that's a little far away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I've i been playing for the rest of the time. I've been playing the new Toe Jam and Earl uh, that came out last year. Oh, so. yeah, that's right. You mentioned the Toe Jam and Earl game, which I didn't know was a thing that came out, honestly. <laughs> yeah, back in the groove. It's actually on sale right now on... Uh, uh, on the Switch store for like three bucks. Yeah, 
Interesting. Uh, it's pretty good. It's got uh, online and local co-op. So if you want to go back with, uh, you know, a friend, a relative, a loved one uh, yeah. that you experienced the original Toe Jam and Earl, the hippest, hoppest thing that's happened around the world uh, all over again for the first time. Uh, that game had a very particular style to it. <laughs> Hell yeah, it did. And it was it was it was on the mark, man. Like I, I don't know, it was it was interesting. That, that, that Jam and Earl is actually the first roguelike I ever played. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's the isometric. It's ran- yeah, and it's uh, it's isometric. It's a roguelike. When you die, you lose everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go back to the first floor. Uh, yeah. The entire world is randomly generated. Yeah, yeah. You got Hula uh, Girls. It's got the fog of war in it. Yeah. Uh, the that game, it's got a huge inventory system. I mean, for a fairly early Genesis game, it it had stuff. Like yeah. it had a lot of stuff in it. Yeah. Um, I actually uh, I'm I'm such a big Toe Jam and Earl fan that I I guess it was two packs west ago. Um I had Gus uh, go to the limited Rudd Games booth. They yeah. were selling a Genesis box for the new game. Right. Uh, that came with like That's a bunch cool. of backer stuff. It was, uh, that, but it's an actual real Genesis clamshell. That's cool. Like they did that with, uh, with the Sonic, Sonic mania too. Yeah. So I love that cool as a, as a huge Sega guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, like my, my perception has altered slightly, uh, but considering how strong they started that generation and how crazy a lot of their offering was, I thought this, the Genesis was just hands down mm-hmm. just the coolest fucking thing because it yeah. was so different. Yeah. You know, like I don't at that time, I didn't necessarily want another Mario. Right. At that time, I didn't necessarily want another Zelda. I wanted new shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was what was nice about the Genesis was that even if it was like a continuation of an old franchise, uh, I didn't have a master system, so I had no experience with it. So that was <laughs> it, it felt entirely fresh. Like every game I would grab, like when, whether we'd go to the uh, our local rental store uh, right. or, uh, you know, spending that that your two holidays a year, as I'm sure you well remember your birthday and Christmas. Uh you know, to go and, and buy a game a couple of times a year. I always just felt like everything I grabbed for the Genesis was completely different, completely crazy. Right. And yeah, I, I, I loved it. That thing, was, <laughs> that thing was cool. Yeah. So the new Toe Jam and Earl. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Is it, I don't it, know if I love it. Gotcha. Is it pretty much the same game? Like I'm looking at it. It seems like it's just largely. Yeah, it's a new yeah. one. Right. You know, it's uh, it definitely makes up for that abomination that was that Dreamcast game. Right. Yeah. That a lot is of people hate an un- unholy abortion. <laughs> that <laughs> was some kind of fucking living nightmare that I paid yeah. fifty dollars for. <laughs> uh, was that Toe Jam and Roll three? Was that the- no? That was the Xbox. Yeah, that is it. The Toe Jam oh, and Roll three. Yeah. I think it was the subtitle yeah. Mission to Mars. Yeah, mission mission to Earth. Yeah, mission, mission to, Earth, to Earth. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. That yeah. that game fucking blows. <laughs> it is the worst. It it looked awful. It does look pretty <laughs> terrible. It looks Everyone like. has just these 
ungodly proportions to them, and there's so much that's so wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have that cartoony look, it just doesn't doesn't translate very well, does it? Because they're already like abominations of mankind, right? But when they're cartoons, it's like, oh yeah, okay, that that, that looks fine. But uh, yeah, you, yeah. Well, you when it has poly- that like Adult Swim look to it, you're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, that Nickelodeon style back in the day, Saved by the Bell, <laughs> you yes. know, look. But uh, then you you throw that into you know polygonal 3D world with bad textures, and it's like, Ugh. you know, yeah. It uh, it was not. Uh, Good. It was not a good move uh, to the point where <laughs> it it basically killed that franchise for twenty years. And the only yes. way that it ever came back was by the original creators buying the franchise back from Sega. Wow, it's crazy. As it, yeah, that's how it usually goes now. Like, like auteurs just want their stuff back now. That's how they, <laughs> you know, it. One, it's at the point where if you're Sega and you're able to write a contract where. Uh, you can have the franchise back, but we get to use the Genesis classics and any collection that we get to you know, want to make in perpetuity going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that exactly. was kind of like, that was how telltale was always getting like all the rights to Sam and Max and stuff like that was that yeah. LucasArts would say, okay, we'll, we'll sell you the rights for Sam and Max moving forward. Uh, but like, you know, hit the road and, you know, Day of the Tentacle and all these classics, you know, Monkey Island and everything that we'd made before. Like, you know, we own all those. They weren't actively doing anything with them, but it's like, you know, if we want to, we can do whatever the hell we want with them. Right. Okay, fine. Because uh, they weren't, you know, uh, Telltale wasn't out to, you know, throw a bunch of shit up on GOG, you know, that's, right. you know, scum games from 20 years ago. You know, they were trying to make new shit, so they didn't care. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I I like the new Toe Jam. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. good. I need to spend a little bit more time with it. Um, but it's it's definitely it's got a quality to it that yeah. if you're someone who enjoyed the original, I think I don't know that I'd say you'll find a an overwhelming amount to love. But for three bucks on the Switch right now, yeah, you know, it'd be hard pressed to you know feel like you got ripped off, right? Uh, oh, yeah. speaking of stuff that's on sale on the Switch right now. If you don't own a copy of Celeste, it's $5 on the Switch. Oh, and nice. And the expansion for it is free. Very so, cool. Very cool. Yeah, go buy it. that. That that game is awesome. I have it. It's awesome. Play it. It's a great game. Uh, yeah, man. You also played... Uh, well, you played the RE3. Did you finish that off, I think I you said? I finished it, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I finished yeah. the RE3 remake uh, yeah, yeah, since yeah. the last time that we talked. Yeah. Um, I ended up more positive on it than I than I think I remember being last time. Yeah. Um, you know, I had heard a lot of the I think the reason that I ended up as positive with it as I am is that I had heard a lot of the negative takes about it before I sure. really sat down and started playing it in earnest. Sure. Uh, and I ended up really liking it. Yeah, like, you know, I, I wish some of the Nemesis stuff was less mechanical in nature mm-hmm. there's a lot of nemesis stuff that's just like chase scenes where it's you know kind of quick time eventy right yeah 
uh, like you, <laughs> very scripted outcomes and stuff like that sort of thing. It's not so. necessarily so. It's not Dragon's Lair where it's like hit right, hit left, hit the right trigger. Right. You know, it's not necessarily like that. But it's sure. you know, run forward and you know you're going to get caught in the door, so you got to jam a button really quick. Uh, right. And then when you actually get to the open space, it's like oh, I need to lure him near this barrel and shoot the barrel. Right. Uh, yeah. And then escape the room. Right. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. There, there's a lot of that kind of stuff, uh, but there are a couple of really good fights uh, with Nemesis. One on a flaming rooftop that's really nice. fun, nice. Uh, and yeah, one in a big ass courtyard. Got a flaming uh, rooftop near the. Uh, if you're a fan, you'll mm-hmm. remember the clock tower. Ah, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. The. Uh, uh, there, there is a scene that takes place right next to there that is a completely different. T- there is so much different about the RE3 remake. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, and some of it, like, I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's a nice change. Or, you know, it, it's kind of specifically designed just to, uh, you know, escape your predetermined notions about what it was supposed to be, that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, but it's, uh, some of that stuff, it's just kind of baffling why they changed it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, it's, some of it's so different where I'm like, why didn't you just add an extra scene? Because that yeah. kind of comes down to what my problem is with this game. Yeah. Again, it's fucking it's very, short. It's very interesting because it's like, um, like it, that franchise like was, was due for a reboot and then they did it with Resident Evil 7, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, complete reboot. None of the main characters. Crazy red, crazy immortal rednecks. You know, very PT. Um, and then they just decided to take it back to the you know the franchise loves with these remakes and everything. Have they remade or posited remaking the first one in the same? They already did. Oh, uh, see, but the over, but the over the shoulder version type things. I know they've like remastered the first one. In a lot of ways, well, the, there was there was a complete remake of one for the GameCube, mm. right? That yeah, came out that. right before Resident Evil Zero, and that's the version that's out there in the wild now. They've kind of thrown it on every platform in the last few years. Sure. And here's the thing: it's so good and holds yeah. up so well, and it's right. so close to the original, right? That I think everyone just kind of looks at that one as until we get to resolutions where that just that art doesn't hold up anymore. I think that is the canon Resident Evil one at this point. Right. Yeah. I just figured they'd, they'd want to hurry. Like they'd want to put out the over the shoulder, you know, format with that and everything. You've, you've heard the rumors in the last couple of weeks, right? I have not heard the rumors in the last couple uh, of weeks. Well, there's several rumors floating around right now from yeah. reliable sources on Resident Evil leaks. Mm-hmm. And one of which being they are remaking Resident Evil 4. Oh, that seems that that's seems a risky. sacred cow kind of situation that I'm concerned about. Yeah, that's a bit risky, I feel like, because... Um, uh, yeah, they, like all the remakes they're doing are being remade to be like four. You know, it's like so uh, a bit odd to specify it that way or to revisit well, I will the one. Say, that- as someone who has just played through two mm-hmm. and three, um, right. you know, in, in the fairly uh, close time period, and I've actually 
bought four for the PC mm-hmm. and have been trying to play it, those games control incredibly differently. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm sure. And it four actually feels kind of, and I never thought this would happen. Four feels clunky. Well, sure. I mean, it would it would definitely like when you you take that format and you re- revise it and refresh it and make it work better. I think that makes sense to in a lot of degrees, you know. So, but that game was always for me, you know, since it came out like the high water mark for that kind of action. Sure, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, without that game, you don't get Gears of War. Without that game, you don't get mm. a lot no, of I, modern action stuff. Yeah, as we discussed, like the Naughty Dog staples don't get made that yeah. way. Like all of it, you know, it's like that was. You know. Yeah, that that cinematic action set piece kind of stuff is right. is the brainchild of Resident Evil Four. Right. Um, so yeah, like uh, I, I'm not against the idea of doing four, uh, but that's actually, believe it or not, the less exciting piece for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other uh, bit that I was excited about was that apparently sometime next year uh, we will be receiving Resident Evil 8. Ah, yes. Which will okay. return to the first person perspective. Right. Uh, It'll continue the the, the adventures the of, seven. The, of the main character from 7 as well oh, is what I've heard. Okay. So they're actually uh, just continuing on with that. Okay. Exactly. And uh, the rumored subtitle is The Village. Ooh, and if okay. you think about it, yeah. If you remember what they did with Resident Evil 7 and the way that they highlighted uh, highlighted the uh, the VII and the evil for the 7. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, if you look at the word village V I L L, there's your yep. 8. There's your eight right there. <laughs> so, like, oh, that's pretty fucking smart. <laughs> we need something that looks like an eight in Roman numerals. <laughs> or we'll call it fate of Resident Evil. <laughs> the, the fate of the evil. Uh, fate uh, of the evil. The furiously evil. <laughs> furiously fate of the evil. Oh, man. Uh, but uh, I think that's... Oh, we're talking about it. Uh, oh, yeah, we did want to mention the uh, hilariously busted glitch of Ari of Resident Evil Two <laughs> that we watched. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I recommend you looked at it. What, what was the name of the video that you found? Oh, I just put in like a hundred Mister X's or something like that. Or yeah. it's like twenty. It's like twenty Mister X's. It's like the it's like the thing that happens. Yeah. So the, uh, so basically, somebody was fucking around with a mod on the PC to increase the density of the zombies. Uh, and it somehow fucked up and yeah. made a entire room full of Mr. X's for this dude. <laughs> and that's great. Yeah, the uh, whole factory is just full of freaking Mr. X's. It's great. Yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, as far as news goes, I mean, you know, I think we've, uh, we all kind of know. Uh, what's going on. Um, the uh, most curious thing of all is uh, uh, the demand for Nintendo Switches just being so absolutely ravenous. And Nintendo has actually halted shipments right now because they're out. They have none. Yeah. yeah. Uh, worldwide, baby, we're out. Yeah, production uh crammed to a halt, didn't it? I believe so. Uh, it did briefly a few yeah. weeks ago, and that's what's creating the problem now. 
is that that week that their factory was shut three weeks ago, um, it just fucked up production. So they say that in the next few weeks, it'll be back to normal. And that coincides with the time that you know demand's going to be slowing down. Uh, although if, you know, if the country reopening like it does means that people get back to work quicker and that stimulus check isn't quite so uh, required for people to make sure that they don't get thrown out on the fucking street. I bet mm-hmm. a lot of that stimulus money will go towards things like switches. Uh, yeah. if yeah, there's absolutely. any to be bought, I guess. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people are, and me and my wife right now, we're, we're pretty okay. I mean, you know, we've been social distancing and all that kind of shit and not yeah. going out in public and stuff like that. But, you know, I would like to think that given her line of work, uh, being mm-hmm. in the medical field, you know, we're mm-hmm. pretty accustomed to the the threats that this sort of thing involves. But we're actually talking about canceling our vacation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just if anything, just driving to like a quiet beach somewhere. Yeah. Um, and not, you know, maybe going to Las Vegas is not mm-hmm. a great idea. Yeah. You know, maybe it's not. Um, that was going to be in the summer, I think. Right. Uh, end of June. End of June, yeah, yeah, for and, our anniversary. So, yeah, th- things might be cracking open again by that point. Who knows? But well, that's uh, the other thing that I was thinking yeah. about. Is that like, all right, it, yeah. do you want to go to a partially open Vegas where like no yeah. shows are going on and all the Maybe. buffets are closed? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know? I mean, you know, it's like the buffets being closed. That would probably hinder me. Yes, but uh, you know, <laughs> uh, it's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. It, 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 We'll see. I think, uh, you know, like, like, like I said, like I'm, I'm with you, you know, like I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to work from home. So I'm not like super affected by this whole thing in a lot of ways, you know, I'm kind of a homebody anyway. So it's like, I'm not being super affected. There are people that are way more affected by this than I am. Motherfucker. I was looking for an excuse to not go to work anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The idea that I get to work from home every day right now is like, all right, sure. But, um, you know, but there, there are days where I'm going kind of like stir crazy, obviously. Um, but you know, it's, People are affected by this thing in, in way different ways and everything. So, um, yeah, I feel really bad for the people like in uh, New York and San Francisco and stuff like that, not just because they're near virus hotspots, but right. because they live in very like small apartments in a lot of situations. And there's right. just not a lot of room to roam if you start to get a little pent up feeling. For me, right. I just open my door and go live. Yeah, right. You know, exactly. Like, uh, yeah. The, everybody's walking their dogs in my neighborhood and stuff like that, but there's no cars on the road. So if somebody's walking their dog, you know, on the same side of the sidewalk that you're on, just walk out into the street. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like just that's that's the weird thing is that like up until maybe the last couple of days when I've noticed as soon as the governor started talking about reopening the state, that traffic seems to be picking up and people seem, people are looking at my house again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it had been weeks yeah. since anybody had asked to view our home, which is yeah. for sale. Um, People are going stir crazy, man. They want to they, they need to get back to it. You know, two weeks right. ago, you could have walked down the middle of Bardstown Road for a mile in any direction <laughs> and no one would have honked. Now, because no, there wouldn't have been a car there. that interacted with <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> no one would have been there. That's for it sure. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's bizarre. But just driving to my brother's place down frickin' Hurstbourne Lane is like that's a that's a weird thing because there's no traffic on Hurstbourne. I've yeah. never experienced that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I am I will acknowledge that I am incredibly, incredibly, incredibly fortunate 
yeah. that my wife brings home groceries. Yeah. Uh, from a side of the state where there's almost no infection. Right. So, yeah. like, you know, there, you know, what Kroger was talking about not allowing allowing people in the store soon yeah. at all because five of their employees in the city of Louisville alone are dead. Yeah. You know, they're not worried about the, you know, the employees giving anything to anybody else, but you're just, you know, putting these people in the line of fire. Yeah. And there's sick people, idiots, all that kind of shit that are in there just sneezing and hacking and everything else. Well, and I mean, it's a hard thing, too, because some people can have it, not even have it show symptom. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's hard to tell, you know, it's it's that that's the creepy thing about it is that it's like it's it's, you know, you, you can't really even blame some people. It's like they could be asymptomatic and give it to some old person and they they die from it you and know? there are also those assholes and we all know them oh it's just allergies no you're sick dude yeah. right yeah exactly <laughs> like i don't care what you got don't give anybody yeah. anything right now you know? right like, yeah right yeah because they'll count it as coronavirus anyway so. <laughs> oh man but uh there you go yeah, let's, let's talk about some final fantasy Let's talk about Final Fantasy VII, shall we? Let's talk yeah, about this, Final This probably Fantasy won't be VII. our longest conversation. We're getting up here uh, in time, but uh, yeah. that was a good time for us to revisit the subject of the best-selling, second best PlayStation 1 selling game of all time. It's it's up there. It's in the top two or three. Was it the second? What, what would have beaten it? I can't even uh, imagine. I think Gran Turismo. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to Google this really quick. So tell me uh, your... Uh, uh, your experience with the final uh, Final Fantasy Seven, like when was when did that come out? Final Fantasy Seven, uh, when did it come out? Good Lord, nineteen ninety nine, ninety nine, ninety seven, ninety seven, ninety seven. That was when uh, second best. It was only beaten by Gran Turismo. God, I, I hate that Grant, I remember you, this shit. You what got it, that on there, man? Jeez. Fuck. It's kind of amazing. Uh, so <laughs> I couldn't go. remember that we had ever talked about Final Fantasy for the ah, podcast, but, but I somehow remembered where <laughs> the top three selling games lied. What was number three? Uh, Gran Turismo 2. Then Tekken oh. 3. Then wow. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, but you got to think that thing came out in 2001 a, when everybody did, had given their PlayStation 1 to their kid brother. Yeah, and well, and also, yeah, like, and that that was like one of the. It was literally the biggest property like on the planet at the time, like <laughs> it was huge. So then there's uh, some some games you know are going to be in this list or coming up here soon. If you if we want to run through the rest of the top ten, Tomb Raider, yeah. the yeah. first one, obviously, uh, Final Fantasy VIII, Crash Bandicoot mm. One, Tomb mm. Raider Two. Okay. Man, that, man, that was a franchise that <laughs> that. That franchise, it controlled like shit, but there was nothing like it. Uh, yeah. The number 10 was Metal Gear Solid. Ooh, there you go. But yeah, the, the uh, Final Fantasy VII was something that came out and had an ad campaign that uh -huh. was designed around... If you go back and you watch TV commercials for Final Fantasy II and Final Fantasy III on the Super Nintendo... It's all about like, oh, remember the fun comes home, you know, like it's fun. After school, you can play some Final Fantasy. That was the tone of their whole ad campaign. Yes. Yeah. Even though those games didn't have that kind of tone at all. The, the U.S., that play it loud era of Nintendo America marketing, when they were trying to basically emulate what Sega had done, it's the most 
youth pastor spinning a chair around and saying, what's up, young kids? <laughs> what's up, my fellow kids? <laughs> what's up, fellow? What's up, doggers? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was the most disingenuous sounding stuff. So, you know, moving to PlayStation, which at that time, uh, in 1997, for quote-unquote gamers, it skewed extraordinarily old. Right. So, like, you know, your average Nintendo platform at that point, you know, was going after your 8 to 19-year-old demographic. Mm-hmm. The PlayStation was like, hey, man, are, are you 18 to 45? I think we got a cool thing for you. It's got super realistic looking fucking fishing games. It's got, you know, motorcycle games and simulation car racers and, you yeah. know, just, you know, fucking realistic looking ass fighting games. And, you know, so there, the entire ethos of the PlayStation was all that shit, you know, up until Crash Bandicoot had its, you know, kind of moment in the sun, all the marketing around the PlayStation was, uh, you know, this is, uh, it is an expensive platform. I think it came out at 250 or $300. Yeah. But it was a discerning product for a discerning consumer. And that's how you get to the marketing for final fantasy seven. Yeah. Is they, you know, show in that cinematic with the Mako reactor and the, you know, the way the camera spun around and it, you know, pre Kojima with metal gear solid, you know, kind of changing, what cinematic meant for video games. Right. The cinematic direction in Final Fantasy VII is the closest to Hollywood that video games had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it did it, man. Like, I, and for, we will never see again, like, outside of maybe this Final Fantasy VII remake, just because I'll, I know a lot of people that are picking up PlayStations just because they're like, man, I loved Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. this one, who knows with how well the, the PS4 is sold. It's so late in the generation, all this kind of stuff. You know, there's so many units out there. Who knows? Maybe this remake of seven will outstell uh, the original seven. Uh, right. But I don't think that RPGs are ever going to hit that mark again. Not, not the Japanese variety. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I don't know if you played any final fantasy 15, uh, no, I I could not have been more bored by how that game looked. So I, well, I didn't. <laughs> more so than even the look, I would say that like in modern uh, Final Fantasy VII borrows a lot of the uh, design ideas uh, for the way that the combat should flow. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah, and these games are kind of extraordinarily meaty to grab onto if that makes any sense like it's sure it's not just you know i I clicked the fire spell and it shoots fire at him like no you're (laughs) the way that the materia sets and all this other stuff works i mean like you are juggling in that game right and that's just one character and you're still also worried about what everybody else is doing and it's all in real time yes i totally understand that they offer a mode in this game that plays like final fantasy 7 right but that's not the way that i would recommend anyone to play it right Uh, i I do appreciate that they left the option for turn-based style because i thought that that's you know uh, a a lot of people dropped off from this from this franchise when they left that behind and i can understand both ways about it so uh, i thought that was intriguing when they decided like hey what if we 
you know, paid paid the homage to the, you know, to where this came from and give it that, you know. The only but, downside to that being that uh, I understand why people didn't like Final Fantasy XII. It's because it's a bad game. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I was actually kind of surprised to not see the apology tour going on whenever the remaster came out. Like, I felt like as a people, it, it was a pretty quiet reception to that Final Fantasy twelve remaster. The people that wanted to play it went back and played it. But right. like, it wasn't like every time Final Fantasy X gets re-released, all these people are like, this was the game of my youth. I don't know why that's the voice that I'm using this <laughs> that, week. I'm very that's sorry. That's the voice you got this week. I, I, I don't know why that's the voice. But they're like, <laughs> oh, you know, this is a fucking foundational experience for me. I'm like, that game is shit. <laughs> Even by the standards of then, that game was shit. Yeah. Yeah, because all the people give all this hell to Final Fantasy Thirteen of oh, you're just walking down a hallway. That's all you fucking did in ten. Yeah, <laughs> that game went from like all these completely wide open landscapes with limitless opportunities for you to get into all kinds of weird shit, and then it was a story about you fighting like a weird fish that's actually your dad. Yep, and ha 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 ha. I am baffled by the voice acting in that in that game. Baffled. The fact that they've never recast it, even well, with all these re-releases, well, that's blows the thing that bothers me away. Well, that's the thing that bothers me is there's there's all good voice actors attached to that thing, but they're it's just so no. bad. Well, like, no, what you I don't think you're fully giving uh, enough credence to is they were being directed. By people that didn't yes. speak English. Yes, that is a hundred percent exactly the reason. It's just, but it is just baffling to me that you could like get people like John DiMaggio and Tara Strong and just like titans in the freaking like voice acting industry and have them deliver those performances as just like is baffling to me. <laughs> <laughs> the Pee Wee Herman laugh is my favorite part. <laughs> so bad. The uh, you know I will say the uh, it, that that point in that franchise's lifespan is where it kind of reached like some kind of critical mass, and you were thinking, oh man, maybe maybe Final Fantasy will be able to do it again. Maybe they'll be able to you know kick back into overgear and you know really. You know, recapture that success. While Final Fantasy VIII and Final Fantasy IX sold well, I mean, eight sold, uh, I'm looking at the list, uh, 7 uh, million copies as opposed to 10 million copies. Sure. Uh, and nine uh, sold five. Yeah. Um, so there was a downward trend from there. But, you know, when 10 came out and there was all that fervor around it, uh, and it shipped at like the most creative date that you could ever have. It was like the week before Christmas. Yeah. So think about this, like if you're somebody who you just got a PlayStation for Christmas or you know that like your little brother is getting a PlayStation for Christmas the week before Christmas, you can go buy him the damn game. Yeah. You know, it's it, <laughs> it was ingenious uh, it, yeah. it, and it wasn't planned that way. That game got delayed, <laughs> but yeah. it ended up being like the smartest idea. Yes. Because it was just so con it, and it was conveniently located time wise 
so that it didn't have to suffer through all the Black Friday deals and uh, they weren't having to cut Walmart ridiculous discounts like copies. So I'm sure they per unit actually got a higher percentage than they would have normally. Uh, if you want to look yeah. at some of the, uh, the the pure financials of that entire thing. Um, but yeah, the uh, Final Fantasy VII had this campaign that like i don't think anybody's ever been fully able to capture again outside of maybe like gears of wars mad world commercial right Mm -hmm. like that's the last time i ever heard anybody talk about a video game commercial can you think of another one um i man everybody talk about it (laughs) or for it to like people who don't play games yeah yeah that's fair you know, that, yeah. that's when you've reached that next echelon, you know, yes. like, so it, it's even at this point where like, <laughs> I'm not this, this way about the Call of Duty franchise, but most people that are way into games are like, who well, fuck that franchise. Even if they end up buying it every year, they just act like it for some reason, because it sells a lot to people who don't normally play games. And, uh, it's not for real gamers, you know, you know, all that kind of gatekeeping horseshit. Right. Yes. That's uh, right. I hate that trash. Um, But, uh, you know, the to reach that pinnacle where you start getting that kind of backlash, you know, or borderline backlash from, you know, the hardcore community means that you have you have done it. Yeah. You have have done it. Yeah. You've you've reached some level of (laughs) of recognition. Well, and just of sales, of guaranteed sales. Yes. Uh, yeah. know, if that many people are talking about your commercial of, you know, it, it's like I said, people that I know who don't currently play games are going out and buying PS4s to play this remake of a game. Yes. It's definitely not based on the fucking advertising that they're doing for this. Do you yeah. know what the fucking commercial is for this one? Speaking of commercials for video games, do you know I what the have- advertising campaign is for Final Fantasy VII? I have not seen a video game commercial in a long time, so please tell me. Well, I'll have you know, because I've been watching a lot of TV lately, because there's nothing else going on. Uh, The commercial for the Final Fantasy VII Remake is a slowed down female sang version of Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Oh, that sounds... It's it's basically every video game commercial you've seen for the last five years. Yeah. So like every that's... video game commercial of the last five years is like somber version of '90s pop song. Yes. <laughs> that is precisely what every commercial is right now for video I games. I am your Venus. <laughs> I am your, I'm fire, your fire. Your <laughs> desire. <laughs> Halo that's Five all. in stores now. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> oh man, that's perfect. That's freaking perfect. I love it. Oh man, Xbox exclusive. Xbox exclusive. I hate when they do that. It fucking drives me nuts. They try well, to get the all press conference. Oh. They go, "This is a worldwide exclusive." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. That's why I'm watching." God, if everyone stuff? else was showing it, I wouldn't be watching. 
<laughs> Who's, was it Gears that started that? Was it Gears that started that by playing a Donnie Darko song? Yeah, it was the it was the Mad yeah. World commercial. Yeah, yeah, the Mad World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that one. Yeah, and, yeah that's right. It was called Mad World. Yeah. And that's since two thousand six, yeah. everyone has just been suckling at the teat, hoping that yeah. somehow they would get some shred of what that commercial was able to garner to yeah. win all those awards and sell all those fucking games. Yes, yeah, and they they weren't able to do it. So it's true. It's true. Yeah, I guess that was the start of it. That was the start of it. Was that one? Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. Well, I mean, you know, I, just look at it this way: like yeah. for what is a fairly niche kind of game, a bunch of big meaty men slapping meat, hiding yeah. behind walls, shooting guns. Yeah. For just, I looked up some sales figures. For just the 360 generation alone, that franchise sold over 19 million copies. That's a lot. That's if, a lot if anybody was surprised why going into the Xbox One generation that Microsoft could just lean on Gears of War, Halo, and Forza, which proved to not be enough. Mm-hmm. But if you start thinking about why they thought that that was going to be something that they could do. It's because across those three franchises for just the 360 generation, they sold over 50 million copies. Yeah. At 60 bucks. Yeah. That's a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot. You know, that's a lot of money. That stoked you know, the coffers it, quite a bit. So exactly, and that that's why fucking video game commercials suck. But there was this time, you know, when Final Fantasy VII was the first of it. Uh, mm. I feel like the Resident Evil Two commercial uh, soon after uh, Final Fantasy VII was really well shot and really well edited. Yeah. Um, that was where they used that professional film crew. It was a very cool commercial. Um, yeah. You know, Hideo Kojima and all his fucking horseshit. Uh, made for good what, trailers, but you know, Final Fantasy VII led that charge. Yeah, he, they did. What was the one? We could do a whole episode on video game commercials. Actually, now oh, I, I, I've got a lot. Yeah. So yeah, let's 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 save that. I'll save what I was going to save for for later. Write that down in your list of stuff for us to do. Okay, because I, I think a video game commercial episode would be a lot of fun. Well, if we're going to do that, I want a few yeah. sound clips. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for because sure. I've got some. I got some really good ones. Yeah, because you got that yeah. Halo model I, one, which is really cool, and uh, you know the first yeah. the Halo two, the Halo two one, which was the first one that I would say is like the first cinematic, like, like uh, commercial for a video game. Like that was the first one that was like played like a movie. You the know? entire Halo three ad campaign, I would say, was incredibly yeah. uh, like emotionally effective for me because yeah. I was so invested in that franchise. Right. You know, like, I don't know if, you know, the last time I even mentioned this, but, you know, up until uh, the end of the 360 generation, Halo was my favorite game, period. Yeah. That franchise, yeah. favorite. Easily. Uh, Easily. And I didn't love four or five very much, which is probably why I'm not so high on the horse, you know, at any opportunity to talk about it. But that Halo 3 ad campaign was absolutely incredible. Yeah, uh, you know, especially where uh, the the one with the diorama where they had the old man talking. Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, one. It's incredible. Yeah, uh, just 
going through that whole war diorama is just it's phenomenal and I, i'd love to talk about video game commercials now that i think about it so let's 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 slate that down yeah, but, yeah we'll, uh, we'll we'll save that one but uh yeah. you know final fantasy 7 uh <laughs> it had everything working for it uh in the right way because up until that point i think i'd only played maybe one multi-disc game ever yeah uh, for modern CD-based platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that that thing came on three uh, yeah. made it feel alien. Like, yeah. what the fuck is in this game? Right, yeah. You know, it's, it, 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 that alone was a spectacle because you're like, oh, it takes three discs. And you're like, what? <laughs> That's preposterous. You and it know? had that huge full-color uh, manual that came with it that had that awesome mm-hmm. art on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just... It was like even the act of opening that case for the first time. It was yeah. it was a treat to the eyes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it was also of that generation where uh, they were giving out demos on the inside. So with Final Fantasy VII, you got the first of the series of those square uh, square soft uh, in yeah. those days uh, demos. For, so I think right. Final Fantasy VII. I think that was the first time I got to play like. Brave Fencer Musashi and you know, a lot of these other games that they had coming out. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, yeah. man, we should do a Final Fantasy Tactics episode at some time because yeah. all those guys that ran out and loved Final Fantasy 7. Yeah. When they went out and bought Final Fantasy Tactics, I remember a collective the fuck is this <laughs> yeah i'm out of the gaming community in a way i have yeah. never seen That's true it was very different from what they had experienced the fuck so, is this? whereas people who had played like shining force uh, and other such games they didn't really get hit with it so oh man yeah, and like but, you, know, uh, you gotta think if you're from japan you know that the tactics uh style of games tactics ogre uh you know a, a lot of that you know uh uh it in you know a, a lot of those kinds of games were so popular over there uh yeah. you know even like the uh well, it became known in the U.S. as Advance Wars, uh, but, you know, Famicom Wars and all that, you know, that tactic style gameplay was very popular. So to take Final Fantasy to that genre was huge and the rest yes. of the world loved it. And everyone in the U.S. that had just gotten off this, like, you know, breathless, sweaty, you know, symphony of <laughs> cinematic delight. Yeah. Was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I remember very much enjoying that with my friend Chris. Uh, that was interesting because, yeah, because like we, we kind of knew that it was different. And when we started playing it, uh, I akined it to Shining Force on the Genesis because that was that that that's what it gets the Fire Emblem yeah. style of fighting, stuff like that. But the only other game I'd ever played that was like that was like Shining Force. So, um, so like I knew immediately what was going on. He was kind of like taken aback a little bit, but then we started really enjoying how that game was playing out because, you know, it just it was a Final Fantasy game and it was cool. And again, like I had played the old school, you know, Final Fantasy games like four or two and two and three, four and six, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I, uh, but yeah, so it, 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 it's it's funny. It's funny that like the way that this game also plunge the direction of Final Fantasy games as well, you know, because Final Fantasy VIII was pretty much created in this same venue of, of, you know, you had Squall, who was basically just 
Cloud Strife again, and he's fighting. Uh, what what is the name of the bad guy in Final Fantasy VIII? Cipher. 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 Yeah, Cipher. Yeah, and, and, the, uh, and the woman is Garnet. Garnet. No, that's the. Oh yeah, Renoa. That's her Renoa name. Was, yeah, Renoa was the main girl. Now and then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Renoa was the was the main girl. Yeah, they 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 took that same direction. Like everything kind of had that same art style to it. In a, in a, you know, oh yeah, a, a lot yeah. of wallet chains, a lot of spiky hair. Yes. Uh, Big and, and I can describe Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy X, uh, and Final Fantasy Fifteen as. Man, puberty sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was so bored by fifteen too. It like, sucks. But, like by the time like that, like fi- like that fifteen came out, it was just like I, I, I saw nothing fantasy in those four main characters. Like nothing. I was so. Oh, angry. Uh, trust me, those gentlemen have a lot of fantasies about each other. So. <laughs> That's true. You're not wrong. I mean, uh, that is like a, a, a you know shooting down at the at the gay community or anything. I'm just saying, I I watch a lot of wrestling. I understand what homoeroticism looks like. Those true. dudes, those dudes want to fuck. Oh man, they were into so each other. So bad. <laughs> I mean, come on, they were on a road trip, a magical road trip with no, each other. Yeah. You know what they're on a magical road trip for? Is they're like a bachelor party. Hey man, this- we're gonna go on a bachelor party because we're gonna. I guess you're gonna go marry a woman or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that's about. Not Am that I right? have anything to say about it. <laughs> Suck that dick like a circus seal. <laughs> One last hurrah, or three last. Hurrah. <laughs> or three last hurrahs. Oh, God. This man. is so good. You know, I will say Final Fantasy XV, man, it had it had a style to it. I will say it that. Did. I love it your did. idiot friend that cooks. And, like, every, the way that, like, his character, when you go back to the campsite, he, like, fucking zooms into frame. And he's like, hey, man, look at this ramen I made. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing here? And there's almost, like, a Bugs Bunny quality to the way this guy, like, shoots in frame. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I will say, you know, sometime down the road, if you find yourself uh, in the midst of another uh, global pandemic, maybe sit down with Final Fantasy 15. I think you'd have a good time. Right. Fight a giant turtle dragon. <laughs> it's real stupid, man. I like that game. <laughs> when your car yeah. turns into a dumbass boat in a plane, yeah. man, that game is stupid. I, but that's the thing that's so crazy is like, is like, this is the game, FF7. This is the one that started down that whole path. Yeah. Not only that, it, it popularized Final Fantasy within the realm of the United States, and it made a ton of people wonder what happened to five, six, and seven, or uh, four, five, and six of Final Fantasy. So many people were like, "Well, what? Like, we went from three to seven. What? What happened there?" And people thought, "Like, what happened to to, to four, five, and six? When what they actually were wondering, what happened to three, four, and five? <laughs> Well, <laughs> those yeah. are the ones I missed. <laughs> so, well, and you know, there, there's two principal people when you talk about like the look and the tone of Final Fantasy and what what this did. Um, you know, I think there's two people that you can point at. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, Tetsuya Nomura. Mm-hmm. He's the artist. Yep. Uh, that is now basically in charge of that front. Well, is he running Kingdom Hearts now? He's still involved. Yeah. Um, 
But so a lot of that art came directly from him under the supervision of the producer, Hironobu Sakaguchi. Yes. And Sakaguchi was the one who left after Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Which is kind of why that franchise sort of lost its way. Right. Uh, he left, uh, which was not a normal practice in Japanese business in those days. He yeah. said, fuck it, man. Like, I'm, I'm sick of dealing with you assholes. I'm going to go do this myself. Yeah. So he left, true. and you know that's how uh, the Xbox 360 yeah. got Lost Odyssey and Blue Dragon, is that he went off and formed his own studio to go make his own RPGs that yeah. also still totally looked like Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, yeah Nomura's go entire... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nomura's entire creative catalog is basically Final Fantasy, uh, Kingdom Hearts, and I think there's a Xenoblade in there somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, Tekken 7. He had Tekken 7 under there. That's about it. Uh, but yeah, all the he rest... Is- Tekken? Tekken 7, apparently in 2017. So there you go. Oh, he did character design. Okay. Yeah. He did character design in uh in that one. But yeah, all the all the creative producer stuff, it's all FF it's all Final Fantasy runs and uh and uh uh freaking Kingdom Hearts. So yeah, and, crazy. and a lot of character design for Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I I I don't necessarily think that like I think that combination of talent, the marketing campaign, uh, the uh, prevalence of the PlayStation brand being associated with a more discerning gamer in a lot of ways, uh, just, you know, it was it was that game that, you know, yeah. the PlayStation didn't, it was really the downswing of, you know, what had been known as like the, the platform wars. Right. Um, you know, the console wars was basically over. Um, but, you know, all your friends who ran out and got, Super Mario 64 and you got a PlayStation said to play Twisted Metal, uh, you know, you had to sit there and hear about how great Super Mario 64 was. So by the time that Final Fantasy 7 came out, if you were that kid, you were like, yeah, well, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. I mean, you know, it, it's it like you said, like like there there was a there was a real marketing splurge for this and 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 not like certainly not a misstep with that whole thing. Like they knew what this game was going to be. They knew where it was, where it was targeted. Um, just the idea of having the three discs, like you said, like even in gameplay, like that was like a big deal. Like when, when the game was like to a point where it's like insert the next disc that felt like a big deal. Like, Oh, I finished this part. And, you know, like, as you know, like how disc two ends, everybody remembers how disc two ends, you know, it was, it was huge. It was a huge thing, you know, like they could have put more into disc two. I think disc two is the, the least amount. I think it's like the smallest. Yeah, you're on that disc for eight hours. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not a lot. Uh, but where they end it is perfect because it's just, it's that perfect moment of, you know, the spoilers for a game that came out in 1997 where Aerith dies and, you know, and the, that's the moment where it's like, oh, hey put in the next next disc and you're just kind of like sitting there like i put all my healing material on her <laughs> so you're just kind of screwed I really should have like, been using really should have yeah. been using red 13 this whole time yeah. huh? i was like shit i put all my healing material on her shit <laughs> son of a bitch like i think that's why she was kidnapped for so long so you'd like 
put it on 13 and like it's like all right she's gonna be gone so we don't use someone else (laughs) hey guys like you know it's like we're she's she's not gonna be here for a bit so use somebody else and yeah get kate Smith out here and i think around that time that's also when uh you know they start kind of like you have random conversations with people in the world you're like man do you ever just hang out in the field and level up sometimes it's pretty fun you should try Yeah, <laughs> some villager like I'm really grinding at this sword, you know. That's how you get things sharp and stronger. You I really grind. think that everyone should know how to heal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really disperse your material around. Right? Yeah, <laughs> maybe don't put all the good healing items on one. Per- Just saying. Just I mean, saying. You know, I mean, you I'll never know. Fine. If you want to, I I have seen a meme of Aerith in the new one where she's hitting somebody with a chair, and awesome! It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life because she's like still like has that bright smile on her face, but she's like just literally chair shotting somebody, and I'm like, that's, that's awesome. great. Is it like an unprotected to the face chair shot? Is it like? Oh yeah, is it like the Rock and Mankind Royal Rumble '97? Well, the 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 meme that I saw it of had had that intersplice with Daniel Bryan and Kane doing the therapy shots on on a guy, so that that was pretty good. So, yeah, I think someone should redo it with the Rumble though, with uh, Mankind and Rock though. That that seems like that should be that should be redone. I should probably do that. I'll probably get on that. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit uh, it it's it's a bit of a cultural phenomenon that game, and uh, people have been clamoring for this remake for a long time, and uh, very interesting to say the least. So yeah, I uh, I go back every I would say five to seven years and play through Final Fantasy VII again, and I I, I have. <laughs> kind of a checkered past with that game like when it came out i felt like it wasn't half the game that something like six was yeah Uh, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't impressive it's weird too because like the i mean good lord the plot is all over the place like i i could not tell you what the plot of that game is like at all like Like, its tone is all over the place too yeah. Like, you know, there's scenes like the cross-dressing scene when you're still in yeah. Midgar, and mm-hmm. you're like, well, this is a fun time. I'm going to this pervert's house. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, yeah, this girlfriend just got stabbed. Yeah, really dramatically. And, and I, <laughs> I, I rode in the gondola with Barrett up in the golden saucer, and that was cool. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it was supposed to end up this way. It's just a bros night, though, and that's cool. <laughs> I hear the Barrett parts of this new game are like the best thing in the world. And like, they well, should... hopefully it makes up for some of the like <laughs> fairly casual racism of <laughs> the previous one. I some mean, of, you know, some of that, I know it was a different bu- time, but some of that translation is a little oof. I mean, he's just Mr. T, is all he is. <laughs> you know? He is, but he's <laughs> like, uh, he's played off as not, Mr. T was never played off as an ignorant character. That's true. Was I, he like, played, I guess he might have been. I'd have to go back and watch. There's an ignorance to the way that like Barrett is. It's like, you know, he's he's the idiot older brother. He protects everyone. Everyone right. respects him. But right. the guy's kind of fucking clueless about everything. 
Right. Yeah. His <laughs> you know solution whenever he's you know uh, confronted with something he doesn't understand is well, God damn it, I didn't know. You know. Like that. <laughs> I guess if that is your only black character, that could be seen <laughs> yeah. as problematic. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, and here's the thing: like, I don't think there's anybody out there saying like, you know, we need to ban Final Fantasy VII from our shelves. <laughs> it's it, it's like Confederate soldiers in that game. Uh, it, it's not anything yeah. like that but at the right. same time it's like you go back to it and you go like oh yeah this was almost 25 years ago yep right yeah it's like oh yeah we we could you know <laughs> anyway but yeah yeah and that so i think that brings it was there anything else you want to bring up about this no one? Like, no like, i just uh, this is basically just i'll call it a final fantasy 7 appreciation cast just because yeah. the remake is great if you have any kind of interest in going back and playing it, uh, yeah. the, the new one, I, I encourage you to. Uh, and if you're someone who says, well, fuck that, you know, like my Final Fantasy VII is the old one. If you mm. buy any of the newest ports of it, so yeah. for like the uh, Xbox One, the PS4, I think even the Switch has this option as well. Uh, the games have like no load times right. and you can actually play it on either like unlimited hit points mode or super fast mode. So all the combat just goes <laughs> done. You're not, you're not waiting on any uh, summons or anything. It just fucking goes. Right. You know, it's, it's basically like, you know, the JRPG equivalent of Diablo. It's like, yo man, I just want to see some numbers. Right. <laughs> and it kind of plays that way, which is cool. Um, so, you know, it, it's definitely uh, a game that is still very playable. As long as you're willing to sw- if you haven't played Final Fantasy VII since back when it came out, yes, you will be surprised at how ugly that thing is. Oh yeah, uh, oh, hideous, absolutely hideous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, you definitely gave up a lot of detail to get th- that many characters on screen at a time. Because you look mm-hmm. at something like Resident Evil One, and yeah, it's ugly, but it's like oh, you know, they look like dudes and everything. You know, even if yeah. they do have like mitten hands with no fingers, right. Uh, you know, everybody's just walking around with the with mittens on. Mittens, like, Sorry, uh, I burned my hands yesterday. Uh, <laughs> my, my fingers have been fused together. <laughs> so, yep, in a horrible accident. Yeah, I was born this way. Uh, the, uh, but other than that, they still look like you know incredibly humanoid, not vaguely humanoid like the Final Fantasy yes. VII characters do. Right, uh, and that's still in the days where uh, I guess. We'll leave it on the weird thing is uh, if you go back Final Fantasy seven, watching that thing again, the most shocking thing that like, I don't even think I noticed at the time very much or just kind of got used to is that Final Fantasy seven has three kinds of cinematics in it. Mm-hmm. And I encourage you to go back and watch some cinematics uh, for yes. yourself so that you can see this. So mm-hmm. there's a fully CG rendered cinematic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where it has the fully CG characters. Yeah. In a CG world doing CG things. Yes, they're taller, they look more human. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then there is a version of a cinematic where the background is all CG. Mm -hmm. And it's the game dudes. Yeah, it's the game sprites, which are short, tiny, cheapy things. And that is weird. And then there's other versions of it where it's them, the characters riding around on pre-rendered scenes, not CGI cutscenes. Yeah. 
just kind so, of zooming past things like an anime. It's weird. Right. Yeah. It's it's a weird thing to go back and look at. But so. And then there's there's all there's all in-game cinematics as well. So, you know, you even have those where tip where the dialogue things happen, but it's all yes. in in dialogue so in game so so that's yeah. a weird package to go back and look at but uh you know interesting uh, like our uh, our friend said earlier this uh, this podcast that's my childhood you're talking about there uh, how dare you uh, hopefully he doesn't come back next week yeah but uh, I, I always thought that those were interesting because again those were like little rewards that you would get you know like you got to that one of those cinematic things like when ultimate weapon oh, absolutely like that it was like oh I, I got to another one of those things and then you'd see it happen and it was like oh yeah whereas like, most other games were basically bookended with cinematics you got one yeah. at the beginning, you got one at the end, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that. Cool. But that's kind of all I have to say about Final Fantasy VII. Go check out the new one. It's it's yep. pretty damn good. Just you know it going into it. It's the first third ish of the game. Yep, very good. Yeah, it's the first third ish of the first disc, technically, kind of like a little bit. So even less. I don't even than think that. you get absolutely to the end, but it's right near yeah. where disc one would have ended. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not far at all. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good time. Uh, we can talk about that. We can maybe talk about that one in the future when you finished it off and talk about all the stuff that happened. Yes, yeah, yeah. We'll return back to it uh, over the course of the next few months. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of want to chip away at that thing, so we'll uh, sure. do that. And yeah, we'll uh, come back and hopefully have another podcast with you next week. Absolutely. There you go, uh, guys. This has been the Video Struck Podcast. You can check us out at VideoStruck.com. You can check us out at destinationcomics.com slash DNN. Check us out on Facebook and on Twitter, which I didn't realize wasn't updating uh, until today. Uh, but uh, we do still have a Twitter account, and that will be fixed uh, momentarily, and we'll, you'll get all the updates on Twitter as well. Uh, might start up an Instagram as well. Uh, we're trying to get the word out there. If you like this podcast, you like what we're saying, get out there and spread the word. Let them know that we're on Spotify. We're on all sorts of other different things now. We're on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. Uh, spread the word. Listen and have a good time. We're just two guys that play video games and, and Haas has an encyclopedic knowledge of video games that he doesn't even remember having uh, as we discussed at the beginning of this thing. Uh, it's weird when I sometimes <laughs> grasp at things and go, oh God. Oh, where, where did I, that come from? <laughs> I think that's right. And then you look it up. Oh, that was exactly right. To the to the exact <laughs> decibel of what I was talking about. Like, oh, man. But uh, yeah, you still, can do all that stuff. still can't remember uh, my mom's <laughs> birthday or to buy trash bags when I go to the store. <laughs> you know, you got to push all that stuff out for all the video yeah, games. Fuck all that. Fuck all that. <laughs> interpersonal relationships my ass i gotta remember how many units the ps2 sold damn it yeah 144 million there you go what if someone asks me that later like i won't know the answer i need to be able to tell someone you can check us out on social media check us out on all the all the podcast platforms and you can also follow me on twitter at Hoss underscore buddy. That's H-O-S-S underscore B-U-D-D-Y. I tweet dog pics uh, and uh, the, the occasional meme. Uh, but mm. really, it's uh, kind of just me talking about pro wrestling and video yeah. games. And I share the occasional good deal and uh, yeah, try to try to bring right. it to the peoples. Very cool. You talked to Eric Young recently? I did, yeah. I talked to him after yeah. he got released. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
friend of the show, uh, yes. Eric Young, uh, yeah. professional wrestler, uh, was yeah. released from WWE last week. Uh, he's in good yeah. spirits about it. Uh, he, he definitely views this as an opportunity for him to move on. Yeah, uh, right. you know, he got to I've, accomplish his dream, uh, yeah. <clears throat> and you know, go to the big dance. Yeah. And you know, sometimes uh, they don't look at the people in power. Don't look at you as in the same way as the people that wanted you to be there. Yep. It's true. Is, it's, true. Uh, it, it's really a, a, a good thing to take away from it. It's, you know, like, I, honestly, if you listen to talk and shop this week uh, mm-hmm. with uh, machine gun, Carl Anderson, uh, Luke Gallows uh, mm-hmm. from the OC in WWE, they got released as well. Uh, they talked to Mark Jindrak. Uh, okay. Who, you know, had, has the best drop kick in the world mm. still today. Bold Period. Word, says Randy Orton. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's also probably why they didn't want him in Evolution is that his his drop kick was better than oh, Randy's. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. Yep. But uh, the, they had Jindrak on there, and he's like, you know, it's really funny because, like, you know, he was paid well to do that uh, the the ruthless aggression documentary, and he's like, I could tell when they were filming it what they were doing is that they they you know. They might as well have just been playing like slow music under every, you know, they, they didn't want me to be in evolution. His view on it was fine. I don't want to fucking be in evolution. Just give me something to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, by the time they released him, he went on to be one of the most famous people in Mexico. Oh, yeah, that's right. He blew up in Mexico. I remember that. Well, it, he was such a successful professional wrestler. He became a celebrity and was on... <laughs> He was on a soap opera for 10 years. I did not know that. He was on a telenovela. And he barely spoke the language. He was on a telenovela? I had no idea about this. Not just on one. He was the guy. That's amazing. I have to go look this up now. Yes. Oh, man. And you should also listen to that podcast. Yes, absolutely. I will. It's absolutely just it. What a hell of a ride. You're going to like, yeah, Mark Jindrak. That's cool. Uh, Mark Jindrak gets on there and also is one of the nicest fucking guys. Uh, Awesome. And just him talking about like how, you know, they didn't see anything in me. I guess. I don't know why. I'm six foot seven and ripped and great looking. And yeah. had everything, but for some reason, I guess Triple H didn't like me or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that was also the time when Triple H was at his most insecure. Um, yes, it's true. And, <laughs> you know, like how he wanted, I guess he thought, well, Batista can't talk and Randy can't talk. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's why he was less insecure about them. I don't know. Um but yeah, just well, it, it's it's worth a listen. But you know that that's our bit of wrestling for this week because it's not like there's any wrestling going on right now. That's true. That's true. It's a bit of a shame. What uh, a bad that, time to get laid off. Yeah, yeah. By a company that didn't financially need to lay anybody off. Um. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's debatable at where they're at right now. People they are just saying- gave fifty million dollars of dividends to their stockholders last week after they laid people off. Right, but the the whole point of it is is to literally make your stock look good. So you you trim that overhead because there's going to be more cuts coming. You got to trim that overhead to be like, see, our overhead doesn't look that bad, so that the stock doesn't drop. Fuck, stock market is weird shit, right? Like it's I just don't dumb. Think it's just furlough people. 
Like, yeah, I think and, in this situation, you furlough them and, because you're not I'll, paying them benefits any fucking way. What do you yeah, care? The, the the whole and and he was very clear that this is like a temporary cut of 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 uh, heads. So I think that a lot of these people are going to be brought back in when they're able to re re up their ability to put on shows and house shows and stuff like that. So, it sounds like Sarah Logan's like, already back. Oh, really? Already? Jeez. Uh, was- apparently enough people with stroke went to Vince and said, wait, hang on. She was supposed to. She's in this Ruby Riot uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. program with uh, uh, Baszler. Well, yeah, he, <laughs> he just <laughs> he didn't watch his own show, clearly. <laughs> he wrote the fucking show. You know, time to keep track of who these people are. Are you kidding me? It's oh, like, well, Vince. I think he just saw that like, oh, well, she, you know, she was <laughs> to be written off TV for 30 days. Right. Because uh, yeah. they had that Baszler do that spot where she broke her arm. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. A couple of weeks ago to kind of build her up for this next Sasha fight and everything. And right. then yeah, it, yeah. I guess after that, like one of her first defenses is going to be against Logan or a triple threat with Logan and Ruby Riot, or some variation of that. Right. Um, yeah. So the idea was that they were building up Sarah Logan as going to be like a heavy in the division. Right. <laughs> and they dropped. And, and, fucking fire. and also, she just got married to the husband, uh, you know, yeah. to her husband, who's in one of your biggest tag teams. That <laughs> could literally tell you to go fuck yourself and go to any company in the world and get whatever they want. Yep, that's true. Like, uh, as far as I'm considered, the the war experience, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> the Viking war experience, the Viking war machine experience. <laughs> I think they are some of the very few people in that company, even though they are what I consider near the bottom of the card. Really, yeah. Uh, I think that they are in the position that no one can refute. That like, if you don't want to pay me, someone will fuck you. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. And, and we can use our real name. Because <laughs> like, so. yeah, War Machine's a really good name. It is. It's a really good name. Yeah. Uh, oh, anyway. Man. Fucking uh, wrestling, dude. I, I, that's, that's for everybody who stuck around with our behind the ring uh, after show thing, I think. We, we need to sign off on this thing. We can talk about oh, this. Oh. We, we, need to start, uh, we need to start calling the segment Under the Ring. Oh, under the ring. That's good. That's good. We should call that. Yeah. So that, that's our under the ring segment. Uh, but we're we're out of time. We gotta go. That's the end of the podcast. Bye.